You're listening to the Lemon Pepper Gang. We have one hell of a show for you guys. Uh, so sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy it. And remember, you're entitled to our opinion. Well, isn't that the truth? Um, we're living in that age right now, and things are popping off at a rapid pace each day. Um, and in this 10-day period from the terrible day of the 6th of January to the 20th of January, things are going at an accelerated pace, but we got some other, you know, issues in between there. We'll get there in just a minute, but, um... The main thing I would I really wanted to start off the show tonight is this all-out assault on free speech that we have right now going on in this country as it um, further ascends into a socialist um, nation, and, and it's looking like it's going to continue down that path um, if, uh, you know, who's going to be there is going to be there. We'll just kind of leave it at that for now. Um this weekend started off with um, the all-out complete ban of all conservatives on Twitter or any big tech social media. Um, Dan Bongino, not that I don't think he really cares too much, but he got banned on Facebook. Um, and you started to see all these conservative conservative accounts just go down um, the, that night. Um, that I believe that was the 7th, this past Friday, um, and it was just one after another after another, and then ultimately um, ended with uh, President Trump's account being removed and banned off Twitter. Um, in his last statement, um, he mentioned the 75 million Americans that voted for him, um, and he said something that a lot of people are saying right now is code. He mentioned the uh, phrase, they will have a giant voice, and he put that in all caps, um, as he does a lot when he emphasizes in his tweets. The, this one in particular is in reference to the um, FCCA, I believe it is, um, the emergency alert system. I believe we, we discussed that a little bit in last week's show, that that it could be a very real possibility for him to get any message out from now until January 20th, um, and giant voice being the code for that. Um, program that they use, um, and it's also considered to be a military um, code for that as well, and you've been seeing a lot of uh, military uh, movement going on right now, if anyone follows Monkey Monkey Works on uh, or YouTube or wherever, uh, he's another one that got his Twitter account banned as well. Um, he's up every night basically going over the flight patterns and how many planes we have in the sky. A lot of military activity, as a lot of people have seen on the ground, until you see those videos start getting pulled off social media. I know a lot of people have been um, seeing reports of tanks um, going through every basically every um, American city, major city right now, um, all leading up to the 20th, and there's so many different theories and possibilities surrounding that um there's just so many to really just say in one shot um we'll have to do more of an in-depth investigation into that um really if we even have any time left there's been re um 
reports and rumors of martial law being potentially enacted. Just so many things going on. But kind of getting back to the, the free speech thing, that day, just it was like we said, it was one after another was taken off. And then um, the weekend was kind of quiet. Um, of course, Parler ultimately going down um, a free speech platform that all the liberals call a conservative safe, safe space. Um, they had they, they, they said a while ago, if you guys don't like it so much, talking about the Twitter censorship, why don't you make your own platform? Well, then they did it, and now all the app stores banned it. You can't get updates, and this is stuff they should have been honestly been doing to TikTok, like they said, but of course our intelligence um, organizations don't want to remain firm on that and uh, place the ban on the TikTok update because that has had reports of just the Chinese using that for public information of our American citizens. And um, the main thing is just the, the amount of sexual uh, activity in regards to adults and, um, you know, kids basically on that, on that platform. Um, even some left wing uh, sites have been covering that um, in terms of uh, pedophilia that draws a line from free speech to a criminal act. Um and that's just that, that's factual. It's it, at that point the whole free speech thing doesn't exist. But anyways, Parler went down. Just everything just started. It was basically their the theory is a media blackout is is in um in the future most likely. But um no, this we are on the subject of uh, a NASCAR driver Haley Deegan who launched a uh, Twitch stream. On Sunday evening, uh, I can say firsthand I was actually a part of that. Um, now, it, what what it is to explain to people that may not understand it, um, it was through a racing simulator that became very popular over the last year, iRacing. Um, I'm sure a lot of you may have heard uh, the NASCAR driver, uh, big name Kyle Larson, um, was permanently banned and lost all his sponsorships and and just everything lost his 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 um his ride it lost his job as a driver for the team he was driving for because he slipped up and said a word while he was on there with friends um you know apologizing but of course these days even apologies aren't enough now um Haley and I had an uh, an opportunity to race with her the night before in a race um very respectful um not really much to say about it. It was just kind of, it was a neat experience. Um, as for anybody who's on iRacing and you see someone of that stature in a race, it's like a really cool deal. Um, I've had a chance to race with some other, um, big name drivers as well. That one was by far the most shocking that I had seen, um, in the entry when you load into the iRacing, iRacing dashboard. Um, but during the stream, Again, hanging out with friends. She's 19 years old. You know, gamers, I hear Call of Duty players say stuff a thousand times worse than this on on online or just in general. I, I, I hear things that I can't even wrap my head around that people think um, that they're so de desensitized. Um, but I, I think there's a few things. There's a few factors. Um, one, that she's one of the most popular drivers in the sport of um, NASCAR and um, 
possibly auto racing as a whole as it stands right now as an up-and-coming driver. Um, she has uh, public support of President Donald Trump um, at, had his, got his autograph. And then in her own personal podcast with her father had said that COVID-19 is a hoax. So there's three controversial things on top of her aggressive driving style that already, I guess, left a bad taste in um, the general public's mouth, I guess you could say, people that are very, you know, as they say, soft. You know, they can't just let somebody be who they are. Um, so you got three things right there, or four things, or, you know, a handful of things that may, you know, offend. You know, we, we use that word very... Um, frequently these days offend some people um but honestly it comes down to and i'll hit it real hard free speech right now is dead um you know it, it just it's it's non-existent so how is free speech anyway that's exactly what I, a lot a lot of us are asking yeah. right now and um you know everyone had a blast in 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 the race i was in and um i actually finished ahead of her because she got wrecked by, uh, well, I'm not going to say the word, but we're going to get to that in just a second. Um, but no, I, I mean, everyone was having a great time, you know, laughing, just joking around, messing around. And uh, she said um, something on there that, you know, it, it, the snowflakes out there, they're going to hear that and they're going to get offended. And I don't know if there, there was one in particular that could have reported that was tuned in live to that Twitch stream. I don't know, but somehow it got out and she immediately issued a statement. No sooner did the stream end and I actually left um, my friend's house where we were playing iRacing and got home that I saw this media firestorm just light up out of nowhere. And then a statement from her saying, you know, I apologized for, you know, using that word and so on and so forth. Um, it's just un unbelievable that in in less than that short amount of time that news spread that fast um and you have what what they you know would call a firestorm um now what i don't understand is just how people were you know coming up with that i like why are you know people just kind of going off the rails and I could tell you why it's just because the these days especially young people are just so you know misinformed by everything and they don't have any sort of um they don't have any sort of you know moral compass and they just get so offended right off the bat but uh See if I can pull up the statement here. She said, earlier tonight, I used the insensitive word during an online race being broadcast on Twitch. It was very inappropriate slang and a stupid thing to do. I apologize to everyone who was offended by it. There is no excuse for it, and I know I have to do better for my sponsors and fans. That's kind of a given that she's going to have to, you know, make a mention of it. But I just, yeah, I, I really... Honestly, you know, and it's an unpopular opinion. I have no issue with it. You know, I think people need to 
grow up, stop being petty, and understand that, you know, free speech is completely gone. And she's 19 years old, and it's not like anyone that age has ever used that word. And again, I reference back to any Call of Duty player or any online player. Um, You know, granted, they already have have these, um, I guess, lines in the fire for Haley, being that she's already, you know, an outspoken individual. Um, She's very colorful on the racetrack, off the racetrack, and, you know, they already just have this general um, disdain for her for some reason. Um, and some people also, you can hear it on, you know, NASCAR YouTube because, well, wonder who's paying them to be, you know, trying to be unbiased, but still always, always, always at the end of the day, defending NASCAR, um, a big tech corporation run by, in my opinion, nothing more than another globalist. Um, as the old chairman stepping down and then this guy took over and in my opinion, trying to turn this into a corporation that is controlled by, well, guess what, whatever, um, you know, big tech, big brother, you know, the <laughs> did anyone say it. the democratic administration, um, says to do, and you've seen this with you know, making, and especially with the whole Black Lives Matter deal with Bubba Wallace, it's just, again, um, now, and some people may say that, you know, they might attack it, but, yeah, I mean, being that there was no violence, yes, Bubba Wallace did have every right to, you know, speak, I guess you could say, you know, it might be an unpopular opinion, but, um, you know, what I could say is, he he has that right of free speech, as does Haley. So there, there's no wrong, you know, wrong or right. It's just you can use free speech. Double standards. Yeah, double standards. Um, and that's the one thing, you know, um, you can you can say right now is two wrongs don't make a right, or you know, you can't have this one-sided argument, and that's really where. I think it is right now when it comes to that. And, um, yeah, kind of, we'll, we'll probably come, we'll circle back to that a little later, but kind of moving on to, um, you know, the biggest topic of the day, which is impeachment. Um, so this is from TatumReport.com. The Dems' hopes are dashed, and the Senate won't reconvene for impeachment trial before Inauguration Day. Democrats have had their hopes dashed by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell over a fast-track impeachment trial. The Senate Majority Leader's office confirmed that he will not consent to reconvening the Senate before January 19th, effectively killing the hopes and removing President Donald Trump from the office before President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration. Um, A spokesperson for McConnell confirmed that the Kentucky Lawmakers' office reached out to Senate Major- Minority Leader Chuck Schumer's staff to say that Republicans would not agree to a session allowing House Democrats to present their articles of impeachment to the Senate before President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration. Um, and then 
The report comes after oh, a day after the New York Times claimed that McConnell was pleased with the Democrats' plans to impeach the president over last week's violence at the U.S. Capitol. McConnell had noted in a memo last week that an impeachment trial to begin before Trump leaves office, there would be no need for the unanimous consent from senators to reconvene before they actually are scheduled to return to Washington on the 19th. Um, also in the memo, it says uh, it would require the consent of all 100 senators to conduct any business of any kind during the scheduled pro forma sessions prior to the 19th. The Senate trial would therefore begin um, term after President term, Trump's term has expired, either one hour after its expiration on January 20th or 25th or 25 hours after its expiration on the January 21st. Um, we have a tweet here from Jonathan Swan that says, per senior um, Democratic aide, Schumer is exploring using the authority granted to the two Senate leaders in 2004 to reconvene the Senate in times of emergency to allow for potential trial to begin immediately after articles impeachment are sent to the Senate. Um, and basically, you know, they're trying to confirm it, but to no avail, um, the Democratic, the Democrats in the House of Representatives have charged Trump with one article of incitement of insurrection, effectively blaming him again for the riots at the U.S. Capitol, even though he condemned them a thousand times and continues to do so, but all based on a very weak merit, as it seems to always be with the uh, Democrats. Um, and it kind of always, you know, ends up that way. As they always seem to, you know, we said Russia, Russia, Russia for all these years. And then, you know, nothing ever came of it anyways. Um, the next story also from TatumReport.com. Uh, Facebook and Twitter are private companies but are still violating the First Amendment. This kind of provides a little bit more context to what we... Um, it mentioned at the top of the show about the First Amendment and some of this big tech censorship. Um, the most common rejoiner you hear these days to, chain, to charge that big tech is engaged in censorship is this. They're private companies. They can do whatever they want. The First Amendment doesn't require them to offer you a platform. That's the prevailing argument of the left and some of the right echo it in some degree, arguing that yes, Facebook and Twitter are private and and can ban you, whoever they want, but that the market should step up and make them pay a price for what they're doing. Except that neither argument is quite right. Arguing to case law established in the federal judiciary, there are situations in which private company is obligated by the First Amendment to protect the free speech of those who it does business with. Um, as I believe Vivek Ramsawamy and Jed Rubenfield uh, point out in Tuesday's Wall Street Journal, the Supreme Court ruled in 1973 case um, Norwood v. Harrison that it's a violation of the First Amendment free speech when a private company curtails free speech on 
provocation from the government. In other words, ABC Corporation may not have let you have your say on its on its forum, but when Senator so-and-so threatened them with consequences, if they didn't silence you, then their, fir- then their actions became a First Amendment violation, which is very interesting to kind of look at the legal side of this. Uh, how, how many times have the likes of Zuckerberg and Dorsey been hauled before congressional committees in the last several years and told they better do something about fake news or else Congress will consider action against them? Well, the answer is many. The account bans and fact-check labels appearing on, until both CEOs had been browbeaten multiple times by Congress. Facebook and Twitter may be liberal companies who have their own free speech rights, but when they're doing the bidding of the government that protects them, that's another matter. I have not favored the repeal of Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act because it would remove almost all freedom of speech on social media, but it's also true that Facebook and Twitter fear its repeal enough to make sure that they keep certain politicians. So no, Facebook and Twitter can't necessarily claim their rights as private sector companies to silence you, not if they're doing it in response to politicians telling them to. Uh, Again, that's going back to, you know, the Democrats. And right now they clearly are. There's another problem, and it has to do with antitrust laws. These laws are designed to prevent certain large, powerful companies from forming de facto monopolies and cutting off access to anyone who might want to try to complete. Compete, rather. Excuse me. How is not how is that not exactly what happened this past week when both Google and Par- and Apple removed Parler from their app stores and Amazon removed it from its web hosting platform? Again, kind of this is explaining a little bit more about the Parler um, deactivation that you know you had mentioned before uh, earlier this afternoon when we were kind of doing our briefing before the show. Um, If a competitor to Facebook and Twitter can't enter the market because Google, Apple, and Amazon will shut it down, then we've reached the type of monopoly situation that antitrust laws are designed to prevent. On that basis, it would be very plausible for the Justice Department to bring an antitrust case against all of these companies and ask the courts to break them up. These actions are the definition of illegal anti-competitive moves. Yesterday, Facebook banned former... um, Rep, excuse me, Representative Ron Paul from operating his page on the platform. If you read it to me at all, you know that I am no fan of Rand Paul. This comes from Brandon Tatum from, again, TatumReport.com. But Facebook did so without providing any explanation of what policies or standards Paul had supposedly violated. Its actions seemed entirely motivated by Paul's decision to share a story that was critical of big tech for shutting down Donald Trump's accounts. Uh, Ron Paul has been saying out of the mainstream things for years, and his access to the platform was never in danger until now, when it's suddenly in the vogue to ban people on on the thinnest of pretexts for merely thinking differently than from the orthodoxy. Big Tech is asking for both First Amendment trouble and antitrust trouble for doing these things. Being private sector companies won't necessarily save them. But in the meantime, some conservatives are right. It's time to 
time for the free market to make Silicon Valley pay for a financial price for what they're doing. That's difficult when every market alternative gets shut down by the monopoly, but everything worth doing is difficult. Smart, determined people will find a way. And the article originally appeared on the Western Journal. And that's interesting, kind of going back to Ron Paul there, because, you know, normally Facebook will give you a reason, like you're banned for 30 days, or you're going to be locked out of your account for 24 hours because of this, this, and this. They just straight up banned him, again, for him not being part of their monopoly or orthodoxy. They just completely removed it without warning, a part of that all that onslaught of all the conservative voices on social media, um, which is just unbelievable that we're seeing this take place right now um and other world leaders are outraged over the censorship of donald trump as well um which goes to show you like it's just it's reached an all-time high to the fact that you know you have other people that are willing to you know kind of take a stand as well um President of uh, Mexico, um, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, if I uh, mentioned that right, he had come out against it um, just, you know, I think it's streamlined because they don't know if, depending on if they don't mind their P's and Q's, that they may or may not be next on the list. Um, but... Yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But kind of switching gears, it it was um, kind of went extensive there. Really just trying to hit the First Amendment stuff really hard. Um, now you have them coming after a 19-year-old girl who, you know, is still learning the ropes. And all the way up to the President of the United States. It just it does not stop. Um, but anyways, we're going to move on to Car Talk with Dimitri. Thank you, Dominic. That was actually really well how you were talking about freedom of speech and everything um so i want to on this episode of car talk with dimitri um i'm going to talk about two iconic family performance dance the first one is the 2017 Cadillac ctsv versing the uh 2017 bmw m3 and uh, between these two cars, it's a really close call because both of them are great, great cars. Both of them have absolutely amazing bylines, performance, and a name to uphold and repetition. Rep, yeah, repetition to uh, reputation. Reputation, yes. I was. That was the word I'm trying to. Uh, Thank of thank you, <laughs> but uh, so anyways, so the Cadillac CTSV and the BMW M3, they're both uh, really good performance sedan vehicle cars, but uh, on the track only one can actually be a winner at everything. Personally, just because I'm a GM guy, I have to go with the CTSV because it's got looks, sound all the nine yards out and for less than what a BMW M3 is worth because brand new the 
17 Cadillac CTSV was like, I've seen up to like $103,000. I'm not sure how much the 17 BMW M3 was, but I'm probably sure it's up there like 120000 125000 because why not charge more for a car like that because it's a BMW and German engineering for you. So anyways, so I comparing the numbers with both cars, the Cadillac CTS-V has 650 horsepower with 630 pound-feet of torque, while the M3 is at 425 horsepower and 406 pound-feet of torque. Now, when you look at those numbers, obviously the Cadillac has higher amount of horsepower because, you know, they're competing against each other along with Audi and Mercedes. So, at the horsepower numbers, the CTS-V wins. But when it comes to weight, the Cadillac comes in at 4,100, uh, 41, while the BMW is 3,540. And uh, I mentioned, I think I mentioned that the Cadillac has a 6.2 liter supercharged V8, which General Motors actually had that in the 2017 Z06 Corvette pushing 650 horsepower and 650 pound-feet of torque. And, and that car was absolutely a track beast. I mean, the car looked great. It sounded mean and throaty, and it could just handle turns like no tomorrow. And uh, it can do 0 to 60 in 3.8 seconds, which is impressive. For Absolutely. A, for a four-door, yeah. four-person sedan. And also, being that it's a luxury car as well, um, you know, it's kind of an answer to, you know, like you said, competing with, with, with BMW. and Not necessarily like an example like a ch Charger Hellcat, but more so in the luxury field, you know, you have that BMW M3. Yeah, for all you BMW fans or, out there. Or M5, what, whichever one. I mean, they have so many M-Series BMWs out there, it's hard to keep count. Next thing you know, they're going to have a BMW M25 in the next couple of years. I don't know. But also has a 3.0 inline six-cylinder engine in it, which is impressive because I, I believe they are twin turbo or just single turbo, but I'm not 100% hundred percent sure on that but for those little inline six cylinders on those cars they do sound pretty good for what they are and the bmw can also do zero zero to sixty between like 3.8 and 4.0 seconds which isn't too hateful but the cadillac obviously takes it if it's the bmw's between those numbers but, uh, yeah, I just think that after comparing the two, yes, the Cadillac is heavier in a way, 
but you can actually the car under the hood it has carbon fiber under the hood carbon fiber lips which actually is lighter and helps the car be a little more lighter and also with the carbon fiber wing that it comes with uh, for that extra downforce on the racetrack and stuff like that it's just absolutely crazy with those two cars um but i haven't seen any videos on those two cars at all on uh, motor trend but uh it'll be amazing to see what those two cars can do in a straight line zero to 60 and to zero hundred and how many seconds um and all that fun stuff but i for me okay i apologize if i'm biased against bmws but i think you're not sorry Cadillac, yes I am. <laughs> Don't interrupt me. But uh, Cadillac has the win because if you look about it, yes, BMW's lighter because of it being 3,500 pounds and the Cadillac being 4,100 pounds. But the Cadillac has it beat for horsepower and torque by a couple hundred, like 200, I want to say. But, uh, and also handling, I don't know how well the BMW M3 handles. I didn't really, haven't had a privilege to drive one. But I can say for the CTS-V, I had the privilege of driving a couple of them a couple times. And they are absolutely amazing and just amazing car to drive. It's comfortable. Um, you got... Of course, you can turn on traction control if you want to spin the rear tires and burn some rubber off them. You can easily do that with half the throttle in that car. Um, I'm sure you can do that with the M3. But uh car accelerates good. It handles well. It breaks necks everywhere you go. Especially when you fly by a Mustang. And the Mustang owner just just drops his mouth down to the ground like, did I just get beat by a four-door sedan Cadillac? Because if you don't know Cadillacs, you expect Cadillac to be, oh, the uh, old Seville Deville or something. old people vehicle. They're not fast. Old people won't know how to drive those cars. And then until one just zoom passes you and like absolutely leaves you in the dust. Like Queen always says, another one bites the dust. And they've they've revolutionized a lot since the um, you know the new four door CTSVs came out, um, and it started with the with the two doors, um, and just kind of yeah, the V twos. Yeah, and then even before that, the four, the the two thousand four was kind of their ta their first taste of that, and I think yep. from then on it just really just took shape into really what the brand is today, and and it's just. You know, in that competition, the luxury competition, it's went from kind of, and they they did kind of get away from just the, the names like Seville, Deville, you know, this, that, and the other thing, and they did kind of switch over to the whole numbers game that BMW plays, but um, they've always been that staple, iconic American luxury brand, and also have proven 
that they are staple in the um, performance realm, like you you've alluded to yeah. with some of these, you know, reaction. Times. Like they wanted people to realize, hey, look, I'm kind of like, yes, even though I'm a little family sedan to carry your family around, go on trips, or grandkids, or, or grandkids, or whatever you have, have, um, be like, hey, we can kind of like can make a cool performance sedan car. With a Corvette engine in it and stuff like that. Um, which I'm glad they did because the CTS-V first came out. Also known as V1 for Generation 1. Um, it first came out in 2004. They had the uh, 5.7 LS6 in it. Which was in the... So, excuse me, the Corvette Z- fifth generation Corvette Z06. But obviously, the Corvette uh, one had 405 horsepower, while the CTSV had 400 horsepower because they weren't going to let a Cadillac outsell one of their best American sports cars. And that's. Pretty how they feel about the Camaros and the Fortune Firebirds, but that's a different uh, story to talk about later on down the road. Um, and then the V2s came out in 2007, 2000, yeah, 2007, I think it was, till 2012, 2013, and now. Up to those years, they were absolutely one of my favorite body styles because they came in three different body styles. You could have gotten them in a coupe, a wagon, and a sedan. And all of them came in with the uh, LSA, I think. I'm not, I forget what they come in, but uh, they had, but it was supercharged. And they had 556 horsepower. And guess what the best part was? You could have gotten them in a manual transmission. Good old stick shift and a clutch. Not this uh, double clutch uh, bull crap stuff. Because anybody can paddle shift. It takes skill to learn how to use three pedals and the shifter at your side. And, uh, my, and for that generation, my favorite, believe it or not, was the wagon. Why? Because, I'll tell you why. First off, family getter, grocery getter, whatever you want to call them. And they, again, they came with a six-speed. So, what better way to take the kids to soccer practice, go grocery shopping, and a 556-horsepower V8 Monster... And also spanking those little imports on the way too. Be like, oh, I need, oh, I need to get home and get these groceries away. But I have time to smoke this Honda, and obviously just blow it in dust. But uh, that really is awesome. But you don't see too many wagons around, which I also like, because of the uniqueness and the rarity it has. Because you usually see. Coops or sedans, but you don't see wagons 
And I'm like, why don't you want a high-performance sedan? No, I mean, blah, a wagon. Like, it's just insane on what those cars can do. And then, obviously, you get to the V3s, which are the newer ones. But, sadly, for the CTS-Vs, they only came in the 8-speed automatics. While the little brother ATSV came in a six speed or a automatic and I don't know it's not the CTSV but I also had the privilege of driving a couple ATSVs and uh, they are amazing cars to drive. If you ever get the opportunity to drive a CTSV or ATSV, take it. You won't regret it because they are absolutely amazing cars to drive. And uh, they're absolutely amazing, and they're the likes of which you've never seen before. They're tremendous cars. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, the praise of Cadillac. And actually, he actually is a fan of Cadillac, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, because he was rode around Daytona in a Cadillac limo. And, going uh, fast again. Even a, even a, even the presidential Cadillac limo has some speed to it. And that hey. big old armored car. Hey, even the president wants to go fast and make left turns on the track. Sp- in, in, not only in any car, but a Cadillac. A Cadillac limo. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I wonder how well that thing actually did on the track. Like the driver actually just gutting it and like taking the turns. I wonder... How fun would have that been? Just take a Cadillac limo around freaking Daytona on the speed. I bet it was really, really slow around Daytona. <laughs> Just how freaking heavy it was. And they but... weren't even on the banks. I couldn't imagine how that thing would have been on the high banks. At least he wasn't trying to drift the limo. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Mr. President, hold on. I'm going to try drifting this sucker. Anyways, yeah. um, I think it's... And I was there for that in person. That was amazing. Yes, I don't think a lot of people like that though. How Trump got to they're just around. yeah, they're just jealous. They're just jealous, yeah. yeah. We're now on to Mike's sports shorts. So it was Y Gordon playoff this past weekend. Yeah, you were you mentioned the, the good old Steelers and Browns meet up oh, once yeah. again. Oh, That's yeah, some more on that. Browns won. And I'm not surprised because the Steelers were playing the past couple weeks. But yeah, the uh, Browns won 48-37. I'm sure you're happy about that, Mantis. I'm not. (laughs) I mean, I don't support football in any way, but that's that's my team. I mean, hey, don't 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 feel bad. The Browns have to play the Chiefs this weekend, so they got their plates pretty full. I felt like (laughs) the Steelers actually meant to lose, like the. People were like, hey, Steelers, here's $10 million for each of you. Lose this game. <laughs> and they're like, challenge accepted. Yeah. And they did. Because it looked like from the first five minutes of it, my mom and I couldn't stand watching it because they were doing so bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, seriously, a fleet of babies can play football against the Browns better than the Steelers could have. <laughs> Yeah, my mom. Minor league freshman varsity. Yeah, I mean, my mom wasn't happy either, so, because she's a Steelers fan. Uh, 
Buccaneers beat the Washington football team. Redskins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good old Redskins. Uh, the Rams beat the Seahawks. Bills beat the Colts. Not too surprising. The Bears. Uh, Saints beat the Bears. Yep. And then Ravens beat the Titans. So it's going to be the Rams and Packers, Ravens and Bills, Browns and Chiefs, like I said, and then the Buccaneers and Saints, which is surprising because Tom Brady's on the Buccaneers. And they haven't done this good in who knows how long. Yeah, since like 2011-ish. Jeez. Yeah. Hell, they eating the team the new heights, one might say. <laughs> yeah. So, on to some hockey. Um... The, the hockey season started tonight. Um, Finally! Yeah. We talked about this in the, the Winter Classic and about how that might have went. I don't know if we heard anything more on that. Uh, not not lately. Uh, but the Flyers and the Penguins played tonight. Flyers won 6-3, which I'm freaking happy because I'm a Flyers fan. Um, the Blackhawks and... Um, Tampa Bay play tonight, and there's another, there's another game on tonight. I forget who's playing, but um, I did, I do have some confirmation. Uh, the Canadian teams will not be coming down and vice versa, because of you know COVID, because uh, of the COVID. BS. Trudeau, well, we already know where Trudeau stands. Yeah, and everything. He's a communist global leader, yeah. Chicom. So you know, we already know where he's. He's out on that. But, um, I mean, it, it gives the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs a chance to actually win some games because they haven't gone to, to the uh, Stanley playoffs since, like, the 60s. <laughs> wow, they must not be really good then. No, no, no. They, they've been second best, well, since, like I said, the 60s. So, so now we got, I guess we have Super Bowl predictions. Yeah. And kind of what those seeds are looking like right now. What's your um, you know, kind of your outlook on that? Kind I of think hitting. I think Ravens are probably going to make it in the Super Bowl. I th- I th- I kind of got to look at that ranking. You, know, yeah. you really got to look at the numbers. I I kind of feel like the I, I kind of want to see the Browns go. I honestly want to see the Browns go. I'm not gonna lie. No, is that the team with uh, Tom Brady on? No, that's the yeah. uh, Buccaneers. I would like to see the Buccaneers go. Yeah. I mean, they might have a chance with uh, Cheetah Brady on their team. And you also got to look at the conferences and how that's going to stack up as well. Yeah. They just got to play a good game and not be too cocky about it. Oh, yeah. If if the Buccaneers do go to the Super Bowl, I just hope Tom Brady shakes the other quarterback's hand because he has not he did not do that with Nick Foles yeah that's both still... times wow both yeah. times he must hate because because yeah. uh, they played the, against the Bears which Nick Foles plays on now and yeah yeah that's right he left Philly yeah I mean Sad. first time they played he played uh, Nick Foles with uh, when he was on the Philly team did not shake his hand just walked up the field that's pretty much what he did when uh, they played the Bears this past season. Just was like, nope, I'm not shaking his hand. I wonder if it's something personal. It probably is. Maybe he slept with his wife. 
No, he's not Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you know? He could be. True. Now on the golf news. Oh, there's no. There's usually no. Golf sucks, so. <laughs> I, I usually just fall asleep, like, the first, like, shot of golf. Because golf's just boring. Just gotta, you know. That's why. That's why I yell at golfers. Grab a yeah. grab a beer or two and play it yourself. Pretty much. Pretty much the only way you can do. I don't see the point in golf, really. No. I I like how the commentators, you know, whisper like they're they're gonna freaking hear the, the golfers will hear them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. He's putting up the he's putting up the putt. Oh, he's gonna take the shot now. And then you got the NFL people. Oh, and it. He's going to 20, to 40. Oh, it's a touchdown. Yeah. It's like, well, there's a guy on YouTube that actually did uh, commentators in other sports. I think they had a golfer announcer announce NASCAR, an NBA announcer announce golf, the NFL announcer announce the NBA, and like hockey announces. Soccer. Oh, man. So it just, it was very, it, it was, it's funny. It's on YouTube. I forget the guy who made the video, but it's really, you know, it's really cool to see, you know, what it would actually <laughs> be like if the roles were reversed and all those different industries are different, you know. The announcers for golf, for football. He's going for the 20, the 40. Oh, it's a touchdown. <laughs> I think it might be. Oh. We're going to have to look at the tape. Oh. It's almost like you're watching a Bob Ross paint, paint by numbers. Oh, there's a penny on the field. Roughing the passer. Did you two know? Year, two yards. I almost said two years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did, did you know Bob Ross was actually a officer in the Air Force? He's like, all right, guys, we're going to cut him down. <laughs> There's pretty little clouds. wonder if that's where he, he, he got his D... What do they call it? Like a D program. <laughs> After that, and it just kind of didn't go the way they thought it was gonna go. Uh, Probably. That's interesting. Who would have thought that? Yeah, he was in the Air Force for like twenty years. Oh, nice. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I was in the Air Force for twenty years. Let's look at these trees. Look how happy they are. <laughs> it's like he, he's just like I'm gonna take my take freaking hit of LSD and <laughs> oh look, there's a rocket coming towards us. We better get out of its way. <laughs> mm. oh, Press man. the eject button, boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's like I'm gonna just take my drugs and. <laughs> Kind of retire here. Look how happy I am. Crap, Sergeant. Did I leave my uh, extra ammo in that plane the rocket hit? Oh, you might have. Oh, uh, crap. I should have <laughs> grabbed that. Oh, man. Because I'm out of ammo. And isn't it nice to have our own platform of, of free speech? Um, for now. Yeah, for, for now. now? Uh, for yeah. now. Yeah. Right now. Now? Now. Okay. Careful what we say, you know. <laughs> we don't want to jinx one way or another. Yeah, I think we'll close by saying it's going to be interesting to see how these next 10 days or whatever we have left are going to play out. 
with this all this election drama, the you know, free speech and what else is gonna happen, what you know laws are gonna get enacted, what amendments and what you if know, we're gonna survive this pandemic. Section, you know, thirty is is um announced and or incited by President Trump. Um, there's so many different things. And yeah. It's hard to get caught up on one thing or another. You know, you got the QAnon people that say one thing. You got, you know, the more logical, you know, down the middle people saying one thing. You got the rhinos who, well, their opinions at this point are irrelevant. We've seen their true colors play in full display last Wednesday. Um, yeah, and I... I Really, and I I saw something today, and kind of is our little ad of COVID talk here is um Andrew Cuomo, who we mention a lot. Um, he said that uh, we need to open the country um, safely and smartly, smartly and safely. It's like, well, no crap, because and, and, you know, it's like. Wow, I wonder why he's saying that. Oh, that's right, because he thinks his buddy is going to get in there on the 20th, and pandemic's over when Biden's in. It's like it never even happened. What it's like, man, we need, to, we need to open back up now. It's like, it's funny how that works. I forgot about old Andrew, and, you know, coming to the close of the show, I just remembered that um, tweet that he had put out earlier. This past week about reopening, but having to do it smartly and safely. It's like, how else would you do it? Or then you have Florida, who's been open, and there's nothing crazy really happening. Just open the state up and be like, Oh, yeah. Just do the good old Ed Bassmaster. Um, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic shifts, too. With, you know the incoming, you know, Biden administration, um, and so on and so forth. But, um, like we always say, speak free. Um, you know, you're entitled to, as we say, you're entitled to our opinions, but you're entitled to your own opinion, especially when that comes to on social media. Um, and, you know, also not live in fear with this pandemic crap. So, um, no, yeah, it's really, it's really yeah, it's one thing to keep in mind or kind of going back to our girl Haley there, um, calling it a hoax. I still have to go back and listen to, to what was specifically said about it being a hoax, but probably again, just her being young and just joking around. You can't say anything these days. And you know, that's why we encourage all our listeners to just not let anyone control your life. Um, and don't live in fear. Um, it's just the general consensus of you know and it's it's now a time to stand up and have courage and stand up for what you believe in and what is right um but with that being said um we are the lemon pepper gang you can follow us on instagram now at the lemon pepper gang and as always you're entitled to our our opinions. opinions um we will see you all next week and hopefully um we'd mention our guest you know, this week he unfortunately couldn't make it this week. Um, hopefully he will be able to drop by next Wednesday. Um, be sure to keep you posted on that. Um, but we will see you, um, next week and we hope you all have a great week and hopefully we're still, you know, able to continue to do this for the next week. Um, and be safe. 
yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Be be safe, not from COVID, but be safe from you know not getting censored or anything. Um, and be safe from you know whatever is gonna happen with this you know military, you know so on and so forth. So I think it's really gonna be crucial to uh, keep your head up and you know just be vigilant. Just stay vigilant. Um, but yeah. Um, we hope you all have a great rest of your week, and we will see you next week on The Lemon Pepper Gang.